Deadass, I was going to ask you to sign a prenup, but I ain't had shit. But I wanted to ask you to sign it just to see if you was going to sign Yo, it. Yo, Deadass, that was my exact... How did that even happen? That's why we married. Apparently. Deadass. And we ain't divorcing. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellis's. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take pillow talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. June 2008. I was going into my third year in the NFL. I just asked Kadeen to marry me at my brother's uh, graduation barbecue. Um, I owned two property. I had a lot of money in the bank. And I remember my friend saying to me, yo, DeVal, you going to ask Kadeen to sign a prenup? <laughs> and to be honest, out of fear of sounding naive, I was like, of course. But I never really was thinking about it. So then going into that summer, we hadn't gotten married yet. And I wasn't really thinking about the whole prenup thing. But then I had lost a lot because of the economic crisis. And I remember saying to myself, it's a good thing I didn't ask her to sign this prenup because I look real stupid now. <laughs> and I stuck with you after that. Yes. So that was a sign when you lost all that money that I was not prenup material. Who do you love? Are you for sure? I do what I gotta do. Who do you love? Rock on. Are you for sure? Yeah, yeah. Who do you love? Uh, uh. Hey, hey. Uh, what's up? My name is Who L. Who do you love? Dove Are L. you sure? Uh-huh. <laughs> Shout out to LL. Yes. LL is bae. All right, now, now I gotta bae. stop singing his song because you went there. <laughs> Because you went there, I got to stop singing He's this song. Bae. But that little part, the who's he by, by, by total? That's total, right? Yes. Yeah. So that made me think, well, this episode today made me think about that. Who do you love and are you for sure? <laughs> that's, that's, that's a very <laughs> that good question. That instantly came to mind when we were talking about prenups. We're talking about divorce. It's like, do you really know who you're marrying before you marry them? Uh, we're going to dive into that today. Well, we're going to talk about, you know, things that may potentially lead up to divorcing. Yes. Ways around that. Yes. And prenups, are they necessary? You know, DeVal, you've made the statement before that marriage is a bad contract. Yes. So we're going to talk about that as well. Bring an expert in to see if you're really right about what you're saying and feeling. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, marriage is a social construct that was created by man. So there's going to be flaws in everything, mm-hmm. especially when, you know, the premise of marriage is supposed to be about love. Like, how can you tangibly measure love? But um, I personally don't believe in prenups. Maybe I'll hear something today that'll change my mind. Well, but, because um, when we got married, we both had nothing. As we said, we would we had nothing. So what were we prenumping? To but, be honest. But like I said, like I said before, if you know you're about to get something, right? Right. And you get married before you get it. Mm-hmm. Do you put in the prenup that what I'm about to get? Say, for example, you're signing a, a big deal, or you got something coming up. That I'm not going to give you half of everything that I've worked on before. Just because we got it after I got married. Mm. Me personally, I don't feel 
that I'm going to marry someone that I have to worry about the if we get divorced. If I'm worried about the if we get divorced, then I'm not getting married. Ah, so then you knew you didn't have to worry about that with me, huh? Yo, you stuck with me. Let me say something to you. Because I got a lot now. You not getting half of nothing. I'm getting all of it. You not because we need it's not <laughs> happening. You stuck with me. All that's right? that's true. But I mean, it, you know, it makes me really think about um, you know, the reasons people get married too. If you want to dial it back to before we even talk about divorce and prenup being a potential topic for some people, depending okay. on what they have assets wise. You know, we think about the reasons why people divorce. So um I was looking up some stuff here and the Pew Research Report, and it was pretty much examining those reasons why. 88% of people polled from the general public said it was for love. Okay, as okay. my mom said, though, you can't take love to the bank. So I don't know how oh, that worked out for many people. You cannot take love to the bank. You know, you can't cash out on that. Um, 81% said uh, making a lifelong commitment was important to them. 76% said they were looking for companionship. Get a dog. <laughs> Get a dog, not See, a whole person. I felt like that about making a lifelong commitment. Like you don't have to commit to a whole other person if you want to make a commitment. Like you can commit to veganism. Like absolutely, I was just so gonna say I can, I can commit to like not eating pork anymore or whatever. Right. Like there's many life commitments you can make. But anywho, forty nine percent said they. Uh, Got married because they wanted to have a, ch- a kid, have a child. I, I would fall into that in between between the uh-huh. having a kid and love. Okay. I would definitely fall into that realm because for me, it's all about legacy. Very true. So I wanted to be able to build a family and, and have someone to share these these things with, you know. So Surely, I would yeah. Fall in I would there. probably be around there too. Um, 30% for religious reasons. Not me. 28% for financial stability. Not me again. And 23% for legal rights and benefits. No. So you need that health insurance. Right. Come through, pull up, go to court, <laughs> go to the state, let's get married. You you're, know. Trying to become, you're trying to become a citizen. You, let's go facts, to the court. Let's go. make this legal. There you go. And according to the National Survey of Family Growth, more than 20% of first marriages end in divorce within five years. That's one of five. And 46 Sorry, 48% of marriages dissolve by the 20-year mark. So almost half of marriages don't work. Everyone has their their story and their, yeah. you know. But today we're talking uh, prenup, divorce rates, all that stuff. And we have a special guest in the house. Yes. Who is very well-versed on this sort of thing. Um, so this week's guest needs no introduction. Though I'm going to introduce her. She's an icon, a leader, and the most distinguished judge on television. And she's beautiful, sitting right across from me. You may recognize her as the presiding judge on Divorce Court, or even from the Medea films as Medea's court judge. Shout out to my Aunt Weezy, who made me watch Divorce Court every day I stay home from school. We used to watch Divorce Court. Like, we had to watch it. She, it's like, you, you grew up on this person, huh? Yes. You grew up on her. All rise, and please welcome the Honorable Judge Maybelline. Hey. Yes, from Divorce... Everyone knows her from Divorce Court, Mm -hmm. but I know her from Tyler Perry's... I think it was Meet the Browns. No. Was it Meet the Browns? Madea goes to jail. Oh, Madea goes to jail, see? Of course. Madea was going to jail, and of course... She she goes to jail every movie, though. (laughs) That's Mm -mm. true. That was the first one. That was the first one? Mm -hmm. That That was was the first jail scene. You were hilarious. Thank you. That was hilarious. The funniest part to me was when you screamed out, buy me a Whitney. Yes. (laughs) Whitney (laughs) Mackie, that was hilarious. Well, you were telling us just in chatting that that got you more fame than 10 years on Divorce Court. It's it's amazing the power of the big screen. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Three, I am known among your generation and younger and maybe 40 and under. I have more, they know me better by Medea Mm -hmm. and yelling at (laughs) Bobby and Whitney than they do 10 years on divorce court. 
five days a week, and the show aired two times a day. That's crazy. And that was three minutes of fame. I know, I know. It's, it's insane. A, it's a, it's a, it's a, That's what the big screen and Tyler Perry will do yes. to you, right? Well, now, I, I also have another court. show, though, oh, yeah? Divorce Court. Mm-hmm. So that has been. You know, my new show is Justice with Judge Maybelline now in the sixth season. Oh, yeah? Right. Yes. That's what's up. Yes. That's a congratulations. That Thank awesome. you very much. So you got, getting you them got bags. the ball rolling. Judge Maybelline yes. getting them bags. Well, right. well, you got to tell us, how did you decide to get into law? Oh, I decided to get into law because of my father. My father had a stroke. He was 57 years old mm-hmm. and seven more kids to raise. And Social Security Administration said, denied him uh, Social Security disability. He couldn't walk. He couldn't talk. He couldn't do a dang thing. How wow. do you deny somebody right. disability? They can't, permanent disability. Right. They can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we had to fight the system. My, mm-hmm. We didn't have any money. Seven kids. My mother was a, a LVN. Um, I helped her. We read wow. everything they said when, you know, they denied. If you, don't, if you don't agree with this appeal and file this appeal and send it to here. So we just kept doing that mm-hmm. and filing appeals every time. We went all the way up till they finally said, okay, give me Social Security disability. So at that point, I decided I would be a lawyer so that my family in particular would never have to suffer like wow. that. And they would always have someone to fight for them. And how old were you? But I was in the eighth grade when wow. I decided to be a lawyer. Oh, my goodness. And you stuck <laughs> yes. with that. And so I 13. stuck with that. You see? And my wow. parents said that I've always been like the fighter for the family and for mm-hmm. other people. And I was the one that would speak up. Mm. My dad was old school from the South. You know, children are to be seen and not heard. Mm. I was a child yes. that was heard and got slapped. <laughs> that was <laughs> Me. My grand, my grandparents are from South Carolina. Right, right, right. So I've always been the one that would speak up for what I believed in and speak up to protect other people. My little sister, my dad coming out, Dad, you can't hit her. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> right, right. Um, so it's just a natural thing for me. Right. Uh, what I found out, but yes, I made that decision in the eighth grade at age thirteen, wow. and I never wavered. And to this day, if I had to do it again, I would still go into law. I love it. Oh, that's I amazing. Love it. Absolutely when you do something love you love, it. and you can actually impact people around. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. far really too many do. times you see things crumbling around you and people are wondering how they can actively change right. it. Yes. But here you are in the eighth grade, 13 years old and new. And exactly. then talking about change, right. um, that was also during the time of the civil rights movement. Right. And I saw firsthand how change was effectuated mm-hmm. and change was made through the law. It was going into the Supreme Court, arguing against the uh, uh anti-discrimination, arguing against segregation. So I saw all of this going on in the 1960s, early 60s. So that too, plus my dad's situation is like, okay, that sealed it. So you knew you always wanted to go into defense law? Yes, defending people. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fighting for the rights of others. So I started as a criminal defense attorney. Okay. Well, no, I started as a prosecutor. Mm. With I, the mostly, LA City attorney. most people start with a prosecution. I started. Uh, no, most started people start with criminal defense, they especially do? black people, because Ken, they want to be defenders. Right? Yeah, he did Ken say that because he wanted to know that side of it, so he can. Right, right. Okay. it's a new it's a new day now. But in my okay. day, mm. first of all, there wasn't that many black attorneys, and right, then secondly, right. they were not letting them into the prosecutor's office. They would tend to get them into the defense attorney's office and the public defender's office faster than they would let them into the prosecutor's ah, office. Makes sense. Makes sense. Right. So, but I didn't want either prosecution or defense. I just had to go somewhere first to get paid by somebody else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I had no name in the community. You know, my family name is Ephraim. Didn't nobody know us. Um, I had to get a reputation. I had to get established. So it's like, give me a job 
pay me. Because when you get paid by the prosecution or the public defender's office, you, there is no liability. You're immune okay. from, mm-hmm. from lawsuits, malpractice mm-hmm. lawsuits as okay. an attorney. You get to know people. You get known. You get trial experience at somebody else's expense. You get known in the community, in the legal community, by the judges, the attorneys, public defenders, the courts, the bailiffs, the court right. clerks, all right. of those people that mm-hmm. you need to network with. Mm-hmm. Because in a few years, I'm out of here on my own. So but you I, had a plan. Yeah. Oh, you had a plan for always the beginning. Plan. Strategy. Strategy. Oh, yes. Wow. That's amazing. So I went there for that purpose, and I achieved that purpose. I got known. I got good reviews as a prosecutor. Um, I did some appellate work as a law clerk, so I got to know the appellate judges and did appeals. I also did criminal uh, prosecution, Uh, so I got to know the judges in the courthouse, Ah. the court clerks, the bailiffs, all those people that I needed to network with. So when I opened my own shingle, I would have them to reach back and refer me cases. That was smart. So that's what it was all about. That was smart. That was Mm. smart. So then you eventually became a noted judge on television. Yes. Yes. So what was that like for you, the whole transition from, you know, making your way through the whole system and then now you're this noted judge? What was that like for you, the transition? I'm telling you, it was an amazing thing because it just happened. I seriously, with no thought ever Mm -hmm. in mind, because I didn't like TV. First of all, I like me. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to go on TV? <laughs> yeah, right. You didn't like you? Uh-uh, I didn't like the way I looked. Yeah, I had I had issues. I had uh, what do you call it? I had low self esteem. Self esteem. So I did okay. not yeah. want to go on television. Right. Um, I had no thought of that ever. I was a kid that didn't watch TV. I didn't even go outside to play. I'm reading. I'm reading. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to figure out the world. I'm reading geography, mm-hmm. history, uh, biographies, all of those kinds of right. things. Um, but so it just happened like this. My partner, my law partner, because now I've been practicing, I guess, on my own about 10 or 12 years at the time. Okay. My law partner went to um, a meeting of the entertainment and sports attorneys. They were having a legal class. Okay. I was a Tuesday night. I go to church Bible study on Tuesday nights. Mm -hmm. So, and my practice was predominantly family law at that point. Okay. And I said, who gets in trouble more than anybody and needs family attorneys other than athletes? And entertainers. <laughs> so I needed her to network. You always had a plan. That's right. You you always had a plan. I needed her to network uh-huh. with the athlete, with the attorneys for the athletes and the entertainers, because how do they get their attorneys? Referral referrals from yes. their attorney. There you go. I know a person. Okay. Like, yeah, so yeah, child support right. and child custody was a big issue among mm. those people because yes. they have a lot of babies in and out of wedlock, <laughs> and they have issues with child support and paternity. Right. Um, and child support enforcement was a big deal at that time, Still and that's is. nationwide, mm-hmm. but yeah. they were arresting all over the nation. Okay. So I had a I had become the attorney for a football player who traveled to LA to play for the Super Bowl at the Rose Bowl for the Dallas wow. Cowboys. And he had an outstanding child support order that had gone criminal and, and warrant. Oh, and he couldn't my travel. Gosh. When he got off the plane. Oh, my gosh. They arrested him. About to go play for the Super It's like a movie. Come you couldn't on. even you know, you come in that Monday exactly. to get, the team comes yes. in Monday to get they ready. the media day. They arrested him. Fresh off the plane. Fresh off the plane. Having to be sitting in my office wow. late at night. Dallas Cowboys manager called and said, we need, we need somebody to represent our... And <laughs> it went like... Maybelline. Right? No, it went like this. He's from Dallas. So somebody from Dallas recommended somebody, an attorney from another state who recommended an attorney from another state, and they finally got to me. Mm. Around wow. that, like that. Wow. Oh, we know the right person in California. I went to court, quiet, didn't get any fame from it. Nobody knows it but me and him. Right. Right. Quiet, squashed. 
Mm-hmm. No media coverage of him. That's what's up. Wow. Nobody knows. You the original <laughs> Olivia Pope. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. You just you. Yeah, uh-huh. that's what I did. That's a secret So story. I was getting clients like that, and I got him off. I mm-hmm. mean, I got it settled, re, you know, resolved. He played. He did everything he had to do. Did no issue, right. right? Wow. I get to the courthouse, media all over the place. Media all over the place. I just walk past him like I normally do and went on into the courtroom. And then they're inside the courtroom, and I say to the bailiff, I said, I came to represent X. I said, the media is all around. We don't want any media. I said, so tell the judge we're going to do this in chambers. So he told the judge what was up. We did our case in chambers. Wow. wow. And just walked out like you, nothing happened. That's a movie. That's a whole Remind movie. Remind me to call you if I ever need walked some. Walked out uh, like that. That's a whole you movie. Know, it was so funny because I walked out smiling like, y'all still here, huh? <laughs> it's over. Y'all it's missed over. it. You, oh, it's over. Oh, so anyway, goodness. so that's what I was trying to do, get entertainment and sports attorneys. So she talked to the lady, uh, an, another entertainment attorney, and said, mm-hmm. but my partner does family law. The lady said, What? They're looking for a judge to do the revival of divorce court that was done in the 80s. But in the 80s, it was all actors and actresses. Now right. we're in the 90s and it's reality TV. So it says it's going to be real. My partner, Shirley, she said, oh, shoot, maybe we can do that. Mm. Now, they called me Tuesday night when she left the meeting. Wednesday, I called the attorneys at mm. Fox Television. Thursday, I went in for an interview with the VPs of Fox T and programming. Uh-huh. They said, well, we need you to do a screen test. This is Columbus Day weekend. We need right. you to do a screen test. I said, what that mean? You got to come and do a screen test this weekend. I said, uh-uh, this is my weekend off. <laughs> I'm taking a break. I'm tired. I got to relax. They don't play no games. They said, this is my weekend off. Well, you got to do it this week. I said, no, I'm going to Palm Springs. I've already got set up. I'm going to Palm Springs Friday. I won't <laughs> be back. Care if y'all really want this show, you're going to make it happen. I, I won't be back to Monday. I, I won't be back to yeah. Monday. So they said, well, can you do a Sunday? I said, what time? <laughs> the evening, Sunday evening. Yeah, so that's what we did. Sunday evening. There you Just go. And the rest is history. There she goes. She's calling like, all the listen. shots. She was like, listen. I don't got time for you. I know what I got over Hollywood. Here. <laughs> I waste my good weekend of relaxation oh, and chill time handling all these family law cases, which is stressful. Mm-hmm. Okay. They don't give me the case. Right. They don't give me the show. I haven't gotten my rest. Right. Who loses? Yeah, there you I, go. I hear you. Right. There you go. No, I right. couldn't do it. I I protect I your sanity you. at all costs. There you go. There you protect go. yourself. People have to learn that. So I, have, right. I have a question. Since yes. we talked about protecting yourself, right? yes. <laughs> we talk about prenups. Oh, that's a good segue. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a Very segue, good segue to prenups, right? Kanina and I have friends in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and in football. Right. You know, it's funny to talk about football. And we often talk about prenups and mm-hmm. we talk about marriage. Right. And I had brought up to our friends that I thought marriage was a bad contract, just an overall bad contract. Marriage itself? Yes. Oh. The contract of just marriage. Just the contract, the contract of marriage. contract of marriage is bad. Yeah, I just feel like it's a bad contract. Wow. And mm. this is why we've been arguing. Heavy Who said huh? it was a contract? Heavy. Oh. It is a contract. You got to go to the court. You literally have to go to the court to get married. Sign no, nope. you line. have to go to the state and fill out a marriage certificate and get an application to get married, but you don't have to go to court. See, I'm not going to argue with you because you a judge. <laughs> I know better, so I'm not even going to go there. Don't even do there. You, go okay. the, you have to go I'm to the system and get a certificate. You do. You got to right. get permission. There you go. So there you get go. permission, right? Mm-hmm. But then once you get permission, there are mm-hmm. certain things that each party has to give up and you know receive if you get divorced. That's right. That's why I feel like it's mm-hmm. a bad contract. So the divorce is a bad contract. The yes. law of divorce is a bad thing. Yes. I agree. But huh! it is a bad thing. Well, it is, it, is, it is a bad thing. <laughs> it is a bad thing. Because now I don't necessarily agree, say, for instance, with mm-hmm. the alimony portion of divorce. Spousal support, Ooh, alimony, you, where you have to pay a person forever because you were married to them 
for 10 years or so what? Judge right. Maybelline? That was 10 years. I mean, Judge hey, Maybelline? I, we I did, we have argue, agree did we that. argue about this? We had, yes. We had Not an argument we, about this. I don't, I about don't agree friends. with that. I don't either. Because I think, especially for women, when you're saying, we're liberated. We want to be free. We take care of ourselves. We do our own thing. I don't oh, but now nothing. I want you to pay for me the rest of my life because I lived with you for 10 years and we had sex and we made babies and now you got to support me forever. I don't like that. Yeah. Now, that's the law, but I don't like it. I think right. it's not good. Wow. Uh, but I don't got to say nothing. Why okay. are you looking at me? I, don't, I wasn't I'm, I'm just saying disagreeing because with you either. I think you need to protect yourselves. So mm-hmm. I really yes. truly believe in prenups. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you do believe in prenups? Oh, yes. Most like, most definitely. So give us the it's just like everything else. You know how you say I have a plan? Yes. And you got to prepare for the inevitable? Yes. You got to prepare for the inevitable. And that's all you're doing is protecting yourself and prepare. Yeah, we're in love today. Okay. And yes, I love your dirty drawers. And whatever you do, I like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't do no wrong. You God. Right, 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 right. You're the most beautiful thing God ever created. You're the most handsome thing. But right. tomorrow, I hate your butt. Right. You know, all that beauty <laughs> right. is gone. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You no good, so-and-so, da-da-da-da-da. You be da-da-da-da-da. What happened to all that love? Right, right, so right. So when that happens, you have to be prepared. So I have and a question. That's why I say prenup. You seem to have a lot of questions I, about prenups and divorce. No, because people ask me and <laughs> my y'all. boys ask okay. me because I don't have a prenup. Your boys. Right? I don't, I don't you have, guys didn't do one. We didn't do no, a prenup, I, right? I didn't have nothing to give them. <laughs> anyway, and I, and so I, I have like, nothing either. If you either. want a prenup, I'll sign <laughs> it, but I don't got nothing. So. <laughs> you don't need one that day. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't have nothing either. So it's like, what, yeah. am, what am I asking what are we for a prenup for? But my thing was people ask me. But you made a mistake there. You don't have to have the assets right there in that prenup. No, see, is see that that's what I wanted to know. Is there a clause? I don't know all the details. Right. Right. Remember, Shoot. remember, remember when Janet Jackson got married to the guy and they got a prenup? Mm-hmm. He said that if you stay with me for X number of years, at least five years, I give you X amount of dollars if we divorce after that. But oh. you gotta stay with me for five years oh. and then I give you X amount of dollars. But if you divorce me before those five years, I ain't give you but nothing. Shoot, so, we, okay. I didn't redline so, my joint. I should have so, redlined. Right. So, so you is, can say that. <laughs> I'm in football, for instance. You in football, right. and my scholarship, I mean, my contract is X amount of dollars. I anticipate making so-and-so and so-and-so. When we get married, here we go. If we get divorced during the time I'm in football, or if we get divorced in the next five years, right. this is all I'm going to offer you, no matter how much I'm making. Mm. Okay. You can say the same thing. I mean, you said you were in television, you mm-hmm. were in acting and stuff like that. Right. You went broadcasting, so you had a career up and going as well. Right. Look, if I'm at this level of income... I won't seek support. But if I'm at this level of income, you're going to pay me. Uh, you can do that. Or you. if I'm at this level of income and we have one house, two pieces of property, you know, this is what we're going to do. Or we'll say we like this. We're going to divide everything as you said now. We're going to divide everything equally when we, if we ever get divorced. Everything mm. we acquire during this marriage, we're going to divide it equally. Or you use your money, you use your money. We're not going to do that. You can do that. Well. You see, now that's that's important for people to know because when people hear prenup, they think that there's already a prenuptial agreement that's provided by the state and then you just sign it. But no such thing. That's what that's what people think. People ask me, if I sign a prenup, no. does that mean so but pretty much a prenup doesn't means provide anything. that prenup agreement. A prenuptial contract is a contract. It's an agreement between two people. Between two people who are about to be married mm-hmm. regarding the future division of their assets if. should they Divorce. And they curtail it to their particular situation. But usually you curtail it to the existing assets. Uh, So that's why you have to name everything that you have. Okay. For instance, if you say, if you leave out something 
and you hide. I'm only going to tell you about this. Mm. <laughs> but I got all this stuff over here. Right, right, right. And so we had this agreement about these three pieces of property. Right. But these we don't have an agreement about because don't, you don't know nothing about them. And I ain't going to never tell you. Right. Wow. Well, see, that's the problem with prenups often is you don't disclose Everything all the information. Right. So when you don't disclose all of your assets, your prenup is invalid. You see, now let me ask you a question. Now let me ask you a question. Seriously. I feel like once you get into a situation where you're talking about forever, mm-hmm. and then you start talking about assets, and you're trying to do this and hide that, you've already started off in a place that could end up somewhere negative. That's right. But right? you, That's what I'm that's saying. But the prenup, the prenup, you're not supposed to hide assets. You're supposed to lay your, lay your cards on the table. Here's where I am. Now, but then the it's also of, protect myself. Yeah, but the two of you starting out together, right? and neither of you having anything really, you're mm-hmm. going to accumulate everything in the merit. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you go into a community property state, which most of our states right. are, I think there's only about four or five of them left that's not community property state, meaning that it's everything earned during the marriage is divided equally, mm-hmm. one half. If that's the law, and which is still the law, right. and you don't have anything now, you you can say, well, we don't have to do a half, one half division. Even mm-hmm. though I know that if we get divorced, we're gonna have to do a half half. Right. While we say we do uh, two thirds, one third, or why? Don't, you know, but right. if you don't have anything, it's not necessary to do a prenup because you are. You're saying whatever we acquire, we already know she gonna get one third if we divorce. She gonna get two thirds. Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever we acquire in the future. Right. right. It's really more for those who have the assets now. now. Got it. So if you have assets, right. I'm protecting and you the know assets why? I have. It's because is, yeah. the assets that you have. Prior to marriage are considered your separate property, right. not community property. Right. Whereas when you marry in most states, they're community property states. So everything you accumulate during the marriage is considered community. And that's what's divided 50-50. Gotcha. But things that you own beforehand or things that you inherit during the marriage, or okay. uh, that is your separate property. So that's why you have a prenup. You come to me and we get together. I'm a millionaire. You're down here at the bottom. Right. We divorce. I got all this property out here. You have nothing. You can't take all my property with you and doing this divorce. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> right. And right, that's right. the sense of a prenup. Right. Because it's not fair. It's not right. fair. Unless, well, forget fairness. If you want to give the person that as a gift, then fine. fine. Give it to them. Mm-hmm. But they shouldn't have the right just because they married you. Like me, for instance. Mm-hmm. I, I'd never marry nobody without a prenup. I've been out here hustling yeah. and working hard Since a long time. Since you were 13 years old. Eighth grade. Working hard a long time. I've accumulated a lot. If you don't bring anything to the table, brother man, right. you're not taking my stuff. So, no, so if you I don't have a prenup. Too. Can I ask a question? Go ahead. Ask you, ask you a question. Ask you a question. <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't sure. y'all fight? There you, you go. I'm here asking all the questions. Like he got. Yeah. What I really want to know is about before you even get to the marriage phase. Yes. Look deep before you leave. There it is. Look deep before Look you leave. Deep before you leave. And these are the kinds of questions you should ask That's when I, you're looking deep. There how you go. do you think and how do you feel about this? What do you have and what do you don't have? Some women are only going to marry you if you have X amount of dollars. There you go. Some men are only going to marry women who have X amount right. of dollars. I know one of the things you really should look for and look deep before you leave, before you get married, is that doggone credit. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. You need to look at that. We definitely talked about that. You need to look that. at that because yeah. if you got a whole yeah. lot of debt out there and I have none and I have assets and then we get together, I got to spend all my money paying off your darn debts. I, I, exactly. Right. You know, and not right. and not only that, I'm, you're telling me that you're a person who doesn't handle money well. Right, if you have bad and, and credit. And you have bad credit. You don't handle money well. You don't make wise decisions. How is that going to impact your lives? There you it's go. It's going to have an impact. Not so what are some common things that you feel like people overlook 
before marriage. Before marriage? Yes. Oh, they overlook those kind of, that one, credit. particular so finances. Uh-huh. They overlook finances. They overlook character mm. for the physical appearance. You got to stop looking at the wallet and look at the heart. Mm-hmm. Before you decide to marry someone, mm-hmm. what is your character? Do are you kind? Are you loving? Are you polite? Do you have good work ethics? Do you have good morals? Do you have any spiritual values? Are you the principles? What guides your life? Mm-hmm. Right. If you're even if you have money, if you're a, just a money person and you're guided by right. money and greed, that's an issue too. In my that's opinion, a warning flag. That yeah. in, right. in my opinion, now for other people, mm-hmm. they like folks that's money hungry. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you, right it right. all depends on your personality, mm-hmm. but you have to be true to yourself and really know who you are first. What am I looking for in a mate? And what do I have to offer? Now, this is where women mess up. They don't never ask, what do I have to offer? They just always want to know what the man got to give me. And that's where men mess up because you never ask the question what she had to offer. All you worried about is the, you know, the other part. <laughs> it's the what? Oh, you the want to worry about part. My favorite part? Your favorite part. Is the vagina. The vagina. The vagina. That's all you worried about. So what does she have to offer in that category? You know? There you go. No, uh, I'll be hungry too sometimes. Yeah. Hungry so, for what? No, no. no. You know, it's just, <laughs> look at you. You nasty Judge I'm Maybelline ain't come here for all that. She ain't come here for all that. Let me tell you, Judge Maybelline got wisdom. I'm sure she know what I'm talking about. Amen. Okay. I wasn't born yesterday. Judge Maybelline, I'll be hungry eat myself anyway. Just, so. Here you see, look, just now y'all. I don't even think about you like that, Judge Maybelline. Uh-huh. I done been watching you since I was a teenager. All right, I try to make me old. <laughs> don't put her in a box. I'm not gonna put you in the box. Don't okay. put her in the box. But when it came time to marry my wife, yes, I I solely focused on character. Yeah, that's why I didn't really worry about. A, a prenup mm-hmm. because I knew who I was marrying. There you go. I, ju- I just knew, like, I was like, this is the one. She's going to be a good mom. She's a good person. Right. She has my back. Did you say she's going to be a good mom? See, people don't think about that. What kind of mother will she make? What kind mm-hmm. of husband will he make? Yeah. What kind of father, father will, will he, he make, make? Yep. when yeah. you're dating him? What kind of man will he be as a father? What will he teach his sons? How much time will he spend with his children? Absolutely. How much time will he spend with me? What kind of person? How are we going to raise these children together should we she have children? Wisdom. People don't think about that. dropping wisdom. I mean, she this is, you know, it's funny. This is way bigger than a prenup, but it's, it's also about knowing bigger. the character, mm-hmm. knowing the character of the person you marry right. will let you know whether a prenup is needed. But like That's you said, right. if you have assets, mm-hmm. you should have a prenup, regardless now, of how much you know yeah. about a person. You yeah, should character have a in terms, character and assets are not quite the same. It's because if I, for me, an older woman, mm-hmm. I have children. I have grandchildren, and I've accumulated, right. and I'd like to leave an inheritance, as the Bible tells me to do, to my children and to my grandchildren. Absolutely. I don't want a man to come into my relationship, and just because we're married for a few years, he gets to take all that I've accumulated. Your whole legacy. Right. There you go. And my yeah. children get nothing just because he was good to me for a few years. Right. Uh-uh. I, that's not right. That's right. not right. So that's why I think it's necessary for me, and likewise for him, because okay. I and see, I'm dealing with one of my family members now whose children could not understand when their father married that he married this woman because he loved her he wanted her to be his wife and then he shared his separate property you know when he when he he left in his trust yes she gets a portion of this right. that i yeah. had before i married her the children get a portion of this but well, they all up and on i knew that was the, i knew that was gonna be an issue <laughs> yeah. i mean they going crazy and hey that's my dad you don't have no right to your parents' property. Right. None of us have a right, right to our parents' property. Right. But as right. a parent, I want to leave my children something, but I also would want to share something with my spouse. 
Absolutely. See what I'm saying? So, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. But I do have a question, a very serious question. <laughs> you have another question. This is, this is, right. question. This is my last question, questions. all right? Don't say that. A, bu- a buddy of mine, he's not, he said, okay, I wasn't rich mm-hmm. when I met my, my wife. And I wanted to ask her for a prenup because I, I wasn't rich, but I knew that I was going to accrue assets. Mm-hmm. There were certain things that I wanted to. I was willing to give her a portion mm-hmm. and keep a portion for myself, but right. I wasn't willing to give her 50-50. Right. Right? He asked me if that was fair. I didn't know how to answer him because I feel like personally, if y'all build it together, his thing was, we're not building it together. I'm going out and accruing the assets. That's my wife. She does what she do. I do what I do, but I make more money than her. Is it fair for me to ask her to sign a prenup where if we get divorced, he she doesn't get 50%? I don't know about fair because prenup is not about fairness. It's about what you want to give and what you're willing to give mm-hmm. and what uh, you want to keep. It's not necessarily fair because life is not always fair. Right. But what he's saying is, I don't want to share 50-50. Now, what that other person has to decide is, do I want to go in with a man who's saying to me, I don't want to share with you 50-50. Not what I have today, but what we will accumulate together. Because when he, when you get married, you're accumulating it together. together right. It may be your body, as say a football player, you're right. doing all that hard work and you're getting hit upside the head and you're getting tackled and all of that. Right. But it's still together because while you're getting hit upside the head and tackled, she's contributing because she's at home taking care of your children. She's at home helping to handle those finances, right. keeping the finances together so you don't lose them. Right. Hopefully she's at home helping you do that. <laughs> I was about to say, so, so you don't, so you don't you can go she's out home. and you can do your That's thing. That's right. Yeah. And when you come off that field and everybody else sees this personality, you know, and you come back and you're angry and you're upset and you're feeling right. defeated because things didn't go as you thought they would go. She's the one who's stroking. She's the one who's listening. She's the one who's bearing the brunt of all of that. So mm. people contribute. What we have to understand is in different ways. But everybody contributes in a marriage. You know, we just don't that. contribute on the same level. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I I just so, I know where yes. he's coming from because I don't want to out him, but he's right. an athlete. Right. He's about to be mm-hmm. drafted. Mm-hmm. About to be making millions, millions of dollars. And he's like, I love her. I want to show her I love her. But if she decides she wants to leave me after I get drafted, I don't want to give her half of everything I've worked college. I I think that's a good thing to think about. Because a lot of women, for athletes in particular, and entertainers, that's what they're looking at. And that's Mm -hmm. why they're after them. That's why I say look deep before you leap. When those athletes, entertainers, is making all this money, when a woman, all these women is coming up to them, and every town they go to, they get, you know, women, 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 women. They keep looking at the vagina and the fun <laughs> part. And that's why they make a mistake. No, you're right. Because that's you're why right. she's trying, if that's her reason for marrying you, and you can figure that out. She's trying to cash in, you know, on the gold. And cash mine. out. Yeah. You know, funny, if that's I, I the reason, that, if that's the reason right. for her marriage, you gotta check it out. Is she one of those kind of women that that's what she's all about? See, and if I that's the case, you should marry you. her. I should told you, I should have told him so too, because I said that. Right. I Tell said, bro, if Jerry you're Blaine. worried about her doing that, then, then you, you know shouldn't what kind get of woman she is. Exactly. Don't marry her. Don't even ask her for a prenup. That's right. Don't get married. She's already showing her true colors. She's already showing. That's what I'm all about. Wow. You know, I'm I'm in for the dig. I'm in and then a lot of women I say. Women, younger women these days, you got to bring something to the table too. Why you think the man's supposed to have all the money? What you bringing to the table? You don't know how to so cook. True. You don't know how to wash. You so don't know true. how to iron. Mm. You don't know how to budget. I'm, I'm not saying You don't know how to budget. You don't know how to decorate a house. You don't know how to well, handle Well, she's not finances. talking about me because right. I know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? You know, no, you, no, you, you, yeah, uh, listen. <laughs> but I know in general. Right. You what are you bringing right. to the table? But here's it's the funny thing though, right? Absolutely I had true. to learn how to do all that stuff too because when she was working and I was at home. There you go. I had to do that. Work together. 
when, when we had Jackson, you was out there working. She had a I full-time was. job. Mm-hmm. She was starting her makeup company. And it was reversed. And I had to learn how to cook. There you go. Right. Do laundry. I fucking hated doing Sorry <laughs> for cursing. Sorry. But I hated doing laundry. Oh, gosh, I hated doing laundry. Me too. Mm-hmm. I hated washing dishes, but I had to do it. Yeah, you know I ain't saying? doing all of it. Believe it or not, and it's important if if we if we saying for women though, men gotta learn how to do that too. Yeah. Because women getting paid, you know, yeah. if you want to judge Maybelline, you are gonna have to learn how to cook That's and clean because she out there getting the bag. No, you, he, you don't no? have to learn how to cook and clean, but you, you better it? have somebody in there cooking and cleaning. If you haven't learned, <laughs> I don't care who does. <laughs> you don't ever have to learn, but you better make sure that it gets done. Exactly. Don't depend on me to do it. Right. She said she. But what are you working on? You have a lot of different things Ooh, going on yes, now, Lord, girl. I have. So a, tell us, you busy? I have a podcast. Okay. okay. Sassy Women of Wisdom. Yes. Okay. It's me and my girls, uh, Evelyn Braxton, uh-huh. uh, Beverly Hawk, who's the mother of Malika and Khadijah uh-huh. on the Kardashians. Okay. And then. Uh, Constance Moore, who's the mother of Lana Moore, also known as MC Light. We nice. have a Sassy Women of Wisdom podcast every Friday night on YouTube. I got it. And you can watch us, and we're just sharing wisdom um, with the world. Mm-hmm. And then I have the television show, Justice with Judge Maybelline. It airs daily in syndication on your local cable Ooh. station. Check your listings. I have Ooh. a nonprofit foundation, Maybelline Even Foundation. We offer scholarships to High school students going to college. Okay. I mentor a middle school and a high school. We have a mentoring program at a middle school and a high school. Uh, we're just trying to help with the community families. We uh, honor fathers every Father's Day. Hey, I got oh, me an honoree oh right God. here. Ah, we here honor we fathers in the community, from the community. It's called Honoring Unsung Fathers. We select fathers in the category of a single father, married father, divorced father. Uh, village dad, who's okay. a non-biological father and living legacy. We have oh, five categories. That's amazing. And it's a wonderful event. We have celebrity entertainers and all of that. And we, it's like the red carpet and we do awards. It's like the awards show. That's what's wow. up. Um, no, that's and I've been doing that for 18 years now. Insane. And do that. So if y'all and, ever thought there wasn't enough hours in the day, remember mm-hmm. Judge Maybelline, got, what she got she going on. Everything. And I have two okay. books. Two books. Uh-huh. Look deep before you leap. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's where you Judge got Maybelline's, that from, huh? Yes. Judge Maybelline's <laughs> Life Lessons. Research. 52 Tools for Weekly Living, available on my website, judgemaybelline.com. M-A-B-L-E-A-N. That's the spelling. And I do speaking engagements. I'm going to Indiana this weekend for a speaking oh. engagement mm. for a women's group. Yes. Going to Maryland in November 9th. I'll be in Upper Marlboro. So I do all of that kind of stuff. And I take care of my children and grandchildren and wow. godchildren. I got to step my, I gotta step Ooh, my game about, up. So for you to be Judge able to Maybelline, sit here with us for up. a good little 30, 45 minutes is just a it's treat. It's chill time for me. It's a treat. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like, ooh, what else I have to do? What well, I it's a pleasure today? to have you. I yes, mean, if you don't mind sticking around for like another 10 minutes, we have listener letters where people write in and they'd like some advice, you know, they want to what give our two cents and stuff on what's going on. So if, if you I can stick time. around for that, yeah, I think you'd they be say good I to have go. time. They got, yes. Oh, we got time. Still here. Got I want to get her advice. All right. I really enjoyed meeting you all and being a part of this too. I was, I was, I have to tell you, I was concerned with the name of the show. Okay. I know, yeah. I know. Okay. And know. you know, I'm not a millennial nor generation X, Y, Z. I can tell you what generation <laughs> I'm from, but I draw social security. How about that? <laughs> In so case you were wondering. my daughter was surprised. She's like, mommy, you're going to do what? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I said, but they want to talk about subject matter. You know, I love to educate Absolutely. and yes, teach young people. You know, I love sharing yes. wisdom with young yes. people. And yes. who better so, to hear it from and who than people than, who have right. been I said, through When this. people hear from folks that's telling the wrong things or people that's talking negative right. all the time, I love y'all and I love to share wisdom. I want to see you grow. Absolutely. And, do the, and this beautiful young couple, child. 
Oh, oh, thank you so thank much. You so we much. appreciate it. We always say we, the only thing we know is what we don't know. So that's, that's right. why we have to make sure we have an expert come in and, and speak about ask. these things. Yes. Yes. Ask questions, you know? And most people don't want to ask. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break and move into listener letters right after we get into some ads. And we'll have Judge Maybelline stick around, give y'all her two cents on this. <laughs> Since you already love podcasts, you'll probably love audiobooks too. For those, you need Audible. Audible is the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment, including Audible Originals, which include documentaries, exclusive audiobooks, and scripted shows that you can't hear anywhere else. And it's so easy. You can listen on your iPhone, Android device, Fire Tablet, or any MP3 player. And you can do like I do. You can listen at the gym while shopping, which I don't do. I just go with Kay while she's in the supermarket and I listen to my audiobooks in the car. And anytime you can't read, you can listen with Audible. For Audible members, you get to choose one audiobook every month, regardless of the price, as well as two Audible originals from a fresh selection. You'll also get unlimited access to exclusive guided fitness and meditation programs. Listen, guys, with all the excitement going on in my house right now with these three kids and my beautiful wife, I just get the time to sit down and listen to my audiobooks and zone out while I educate myself. You're not the only one that's sitting down and zoning out, okay? Because I was finally able to listen to Michelle Obama's book, Becoming Michelle, finally, after all this time. And it made it super easy because I was able to pop it in for one of my self-care moments. That's what's up. <laughs> you guys can start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. You can choose one audiobook and two Audible originals for free. That's right, free. I like that word. I'm going to say it again. Free. <laughs> Visit audible.com slash deadass or text deadass to 500-500. That's audible.com slash deadass or text deadass to 500 500 for a 30-day trial. You can totally start listening now. A game is 10 times more exciting when you're putting money on it. So whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is the best bet this season. Yeah, and if you like to bet a little just to win a lot, try a parlay. If you like a couple of big favorites this week, parlay's a favorite because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. If you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. With pro football, college football, and MLB playoffs in full swing, y'all know I love my football, and both hockey and basketball, shout out to the Warriors around the corner. Now is the time to get in on the action. And clearly, I can't get away from this, but if it's going to make us money, it's all good, you know? So if you want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with MyBookie.ag. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Ooh, I like doubling deposits. I like that. You just got to use promo code DEADASS to activate your offer. That's promo code DEADASS to double your cash. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you You get get paid. paid! Lola founders Jordana Kier and Alexandra Friedman started their company by asking one simple question. If we care about the ingredients in the food we eat, why shouldn't the same be true of our feminine care products? The truth is the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them don't. But Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. 
Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients and harsh chemicals. But Lola products, on the other hand, are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. They offer pads, liners, and both BPA-free plastic applicators or environmentally friendly non-applicator tampons, plus gynecologist-approved cleansing wipes. Try to say that three times fast. <laughs> Lola makes your month a bit easier with their fully customized subscription that allows you to choose your mix of products, absorbencies, boxes by the number, and frequency of delivery. You can change, skip, or cancel at any time. And let me tell you, having to run after these three boys and my husband, okay? It saves me from sending him to the store last minute for me, and it shows up at my doorstep and makes it super easy, and that's one less thing for me to think about. So for 30% off your first month subscription, visit MyLola.com and enter Deadass30 when you subscribe. That's MyLola.com, promo code Deadass30. All right, now, and we are back. Thank you so much to Judge Maybelline for sticking around. We want to get into some listener letters, which Deval always says is my favorite part because I'm nosy. And I be wanting to know what y'all got going on in your life. (laughs) And you guys have no problem telling us. So, Deval, you want to lead us in the first question? Yes, I'll lead us in the question one, which is launch a dissertation. like the SAT. Jesus. Uh All right. (laughs) Let's see what's going on. Let's unpack this. I was with my husband for a total of 10 years, married five years. We both are 29. We have a one-year-old son. I found out my husband was cheating with a co-worker, and I forgave him and gave him a second chance just to find out he never ended the affair. We shared a house and a car. We sold the house, split the money. He wanted the car. I gave it to him. I had to buy a new car. Now he lives in a luxury apartment, and my son and I have to move back with my parents. I have full custody. He sees our son two full days out of the month. His choice. I am given $250, he came up with this amount, every two weeks to care for our son who goes to daycare full-time while I work full-time. No calls or messages asking if our son needs anything. DeVal, you mentioned if you and Kadeen were to ever get a divorce, she wouldn't have to worry about nothing. In your opinion, do you believe it's wrong to request child support? Or what questions do you feel a woman like myself should be asking herself before she decides to file for child support? Judge Maybelline. I'm looking at your face. I can Maybelline. see your face right now. because I... It's wrong not to ask for child support. You sound like a zip dang fool. That's exactly what you need. You better go in that court yesterday and file for your child support. And you shouldn't have ever agreed to $250 uh, a month for child support. That's absolutely... And you say he's living in a luxury apartment. Child support is based upon your income, his income, your lifestyle, his lifestyle. Get your you doing your child a disservice, and you're not a good mother by not asking for child support mm. because you need the help for the benefit of the child. He's in child care. That costs a lot. It costs a lot more yeah. than two fifty a month. That's two fifty a week. Most of them is two fifty a day. It's Some true. of them is two fifty a day. Girl, I'm you better get yourself in, the, in court. She said yeah. zip dang fool. Zip dang fool. <laughs> you, you see, I'm normally the nice person. I try to make people feel good. <laughs> Judge Maybelline just told you the truth. Well, no, yeah, I agree that's what with she her. wanted. I had once said before, I said, it's listen, true. if we ever got a divorce, she wouldn't have to worry about anything. She gave me three. Be fair. She, yeah, she gave me three whole kids. Whatever the three kids whole need. Ones. Three whole kids. That's what she said. She, every time she reminds <laughs> me. Nothing less than a whole. I gave you three whole boys. <laughs> three, she reminds me every day. Entire. Every day. In its and, entirety. And I get that. I watched her give birth to these children. Right. It wasn't Ooh, even. You watched? She, I caught one. I oh, caught one. We had a third, home birth. Yeah, our third baby wow. was born. In she almost lost her life on our first one. Oh, wow. So for me, I understand the sacrifice of yes, giving birth. it's a sacrifice. So for me, 
it's not even a question. Mm-hmm. I'll go even now, even though we're not divorced. I go without to make sure they have. That's so right. if we were to get divorced, that would be easy. I guess right. the problem she is that needs not to go everyone ask for thinks child support. that way. Right. Not, not everyone, everyone thinks, thinks that, that way. But yeah. no, ma'am, you should go in Absolutely. and get child support immediately. Absolutely. What's wrong of you is to sit there and allow your child to suffer. Now, if you want to suffer, suffer, but not your child. And the father obviously doesn't care. He's not concerned. But I know why you haven't asked for child support because you don't want to ruffle his feathers because you really want him to keep liking you, girl. Get up off your tail and go get your child support. Ooh, there me you go. Tell her. Tell her. <laughs> well, because it, isn't it true that the child should be living kind of a uh, equal lifestyle too? When yes, that that's, that's what we look at. That's, we what, it's for. that's what it's that's for. Right. right. We look at go. the lifestyle of both parents, and the child is entitled to live in the same similar lifestyle to which he became accustomed mm. during the marriage. Mm. So now go get your child support. Your child but she hit a nail sis. on the head, though. She, mm. The only reason why she's not mm-hmm. asking for it is because she doesn't want to ruffle his she feathers. She doesn't want to ruffle so his feathers. So she's doing a disservice to the child. That's mm-hmm. so right. key. Yes. Right. So many people don't think about that. That's right. That's that's why so you're here, Judge this, Maybelline. We should have you do all the, the baby. letters. Not okay. Not okay. No. All right. Question number two. I've been with my husband for 14 years. We have two small children. I told him I want a divorce. We are cohabitating because he won't move out until the house gets sold. He moved into the spare room. He's on dating apps, comes and goes as he pleases, and is angry at me, tries to pick fights with me. I feel trapped, overwhelmed, and lonely. I don't have family nearby I can stay with, so I'm forced to ride this out. We listed the house only a month ago. I'm trying to avoid communication altogether in the house as I don't want the subjects I don't want the children to be subject to the fighting. Let me know your thoughts. Is there hope for me? Yes, there's hope for you if you get up and do something about it. You don't have to stay trapped in the situation. You keep saying he don't want, didn't want to move out because he wants to stay in the house until it's sold because he, because he, listen to yourself. You keep thinking about, listen to what he wants. What do you want? Mm. Think about you and think about your children. That is a unhealthy relationship. You don't have to wait until the house is sold. You go into court, file for divorce, ask for one of you to be able to stay in the house. Who can afford to keep paying the note while while you're waiting on divorce? Um, if you can't afford to keep paying the note, then sell the doggone house. But in the meanwhile, both of you can move out and live where you can you live happily. Uh, you don't need to go through all that. It may take six months to a year to sell that house. Absolutely. It, it takes time to sell a home. Time. Yes. That would be a long time yes. to be so miserable. That's right. And the court will issue orders that says that the two of you will have to pay that note somehow, either by way of child support or by way of spousal or alimony. But the court will look at both incomes. I don't know the incomes because she didn't mention it. But they will look at both incomes and see what the child support order should be since she's the primary custodial parent and what maybe alimony should be. And together, it may be sufficient to pay the note. If not, then let go of the house. Don't get so stuck on a piece of property that you are miserable. Mm. There are plenty of houses out there. Go live in an apartment until the house sells. Maybe that's what you have to do, too. One of you, but living like that is miserable. It's psychologically debilitating for you and Ooh. the child and the the uh, husband I who's imagine. calling his girlfriends and there, there, <laughs> But you know what's <laughs> funny, though? Naps. It was funny, though, even the way she framed the mm-hmm. question. She asked him for a divorce mm-hmm. and asked him to leave and is upset because he's on dating apps. You right. asked him for a divorce. Right, and you don't have to ask for a divorce in California. I don't know what state well, we it's in. Most states, most states, you just 
just file for divorce. Right. No, get, let me just say this. There's a misconception. He has to sign and agree. No, it doesn't. Nobody has to sign and agree to a divorce. Someone has to file for divorce. The person has to be served with the papers saying that you have filed for divorce. You can file for temporary orders pending divorce, like who lives in the house, who's, who moves out of the house. You can make those requests of court. You don't have to ask him to do anything. It's called court orders. Order. It's <laughs> Maybelline so funny. There you go. This is not funny. So, sis, you need but to do your funny. due diligence and see what it is you can do because apparently the court will back her mm-hmm. if she wanted to decide yeah. to, you know, yeah. I mean, get the out the house thing, in the meantime. Judge Maybelline is saying you have to start taking the power in your hand. Empower there yourself. You Stop mm-hmm. sitting back and saying, I'm a woman, I can't mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to move forward, get it done. We have a friend recently who wanted to change her life and did just that. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it happen. Like, you can do it and her happiness is better, his happiness right. is better because no one sat back and said, right. oh, I'm stuck. Right. Yeah. So and here's take, take $100, $200 to go see a lawyer and get some advice. Leave off that purse you want to buy that has somebody else's name on it that's not giving you a dime. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Judge Maybelline. You know, we're going to end know, it Judge on Maybelline. that. Exactly. Absolutely. Judge Maybelline gave us some tips here. There you go. There's your whole advice. You got that for free. See? Look at you giving away yes. advice for free today. You Wisdom. know what? It's not, it's not for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, some things you do because that's what God has gifted you to do and you have to share that and although I may not get the paycheck from here sitting here today Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get paid oh you will I hear you Judge Maybelline and (laughs) you know why I appreciate you because I know if Kay ever asked me for a divorce I know not to answer the door (laughs) for any mailman because if I see somebody coming to serve me I'm running I'm gonna just hit it boom I'm I'm gonna make this promise to you all if you even start thinking about it somebody better call me there you go No, I got you I'm going to beat your tail first before that happens. Happen, so. <laughs> I got you. Hey, I appreciate you. Talking that violence. <laughs> you see, you see her, right? You see, this is what I go through, Judge Maybelline. She just be on me all oh, the time. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters in the future, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. All right, so it's time for the moment of truth. Yes. You know, we spoke about several things regarding prenups, divorce, marriage. Um, I feel like my moment of truth in this is pretty much coming from the listener letter questions. Not sitting back and waiting for your spouse or your significant other. I guess it would be spouse in this circumstance because we're talking marriage. To roll out what's going to happen if you decide to divorce or just Mm -hmm. in general when it comes to the things within a marriage making sure that your spouse yes is entitled to the way they feel but you speaking up for yourself so for example these two ladies in our listener letters who kept saying he wants to do this he wants to do that he's doing that what do you want you know making Mm -hmm. sure that you know what it is that you want that you're clear and then you seek the help through the courts so apparently the court can be your friend, though I know it tends to be a little bit costly for some people. If you're investing a little bit in that, you can gain some clarity and you can gain the expertise that you need so that you can kind of move on and live happily. Yeah. So from a black man's perspective, what I did learn today is that um, a prenup is not some already created document that you just sign it and your spouse signs. Mm-hmm. You can go in there and redline and create your own version of what your marriage is and put it on paper. That clarified some stuff for me. Ah, that's yes, a good it one. definitely clarified some stuff for me because I was always, oh, you don't need to prenup, you don't need to prenup. But what I did realize is that if you are a little bit older and you come into a marriage or a relationship with assets, just like any business, you you come into the business and you protect yourself. Mm-hmm. 
And you come into the business, you protect yourself and you protect your assets. So if you have assets, you should protect the assets that you came into the business with and then create some parameters around the assets that you create together. Mm -hmm. Because if you're both not putting in the same energy to accrue these assets, you both shouldn't be entitled to the same amount of assets if you divorce. And that's what I've learned today. Gems. That's a really good one. So pretty much you're treating marriage as a business in this circumstance. Not necessarily a a bad contract, but a business. Marriage is a business to me. I I learned from Judge Maybelline today. uh, The divorce contract is a bad business. Marriage itself is not a bad contract. There you go. Marriage itself is not a bad contract. But the contract that goes with divorce that is... Uh, provided by the state once you divorce, that's a bad contract. So yeah. I think in general, just like we, we've said several times again, when it comes to relationships, just not infusing yourself in somebody else's relationship or their right. business, because clearly, especially when it comes to prenups, you have to curtail it to your particular circumstance, what yes. it is you're bringing in, your assets. So those don't really apply to anybody but you and your spouse. Right. So when people always, because apparently you had a whole bunch of questions for people coming over saying, Val, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You know, you can't really advise uh, people on, on on this because you're not necessarily, you know, privy to what they have. No, I can't advise them, but I can give them my moment of truth. support. Protect yourself. <laughs> all right? There you Protect go. yourself. Protect yourself with everything and the bad jazz. Nah. <laughs> As <laughs> Judge Maybelline said, protect all the way around. All right, guys. So if you enjoyed that ass, be sure to follow us on social media. That's I am Deval. And Kadeen I am. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Yes. So I just wanted to ask you. Yes. Was I dead ass today? You were oh, dead, you ass. Was dead I ass. ass. You you was dead ass. You know, you had several dead ass moments. No, you know, I'm, tell I'm your not. daughter, don't worry. You know? She's gonna be worry. proud when She's she hears this. Okay. She is gonna be proud. <laughs> Deadass is a production of Stitcher. It's produced by T-Square and Denora Pena. Our chief content officer is Chris Bannon. Our associate producers are Kristen Torres and Tribble. Our studio engineers are Brandon Burns and Andy Kristen's daughter. Hey, yo, baby. What's up? Guess what? What we doing? Deadass Podcast is on the road now. We taking it live. Are you ready? I am so ready. I'm ready to be back on the East Coast, though. I, oh, I'm so ready to be on the ready East Coast. Ready to be home. And I'm ready for that live audience. I want that energy. I want that East Coast. Bring what up, all son? Of it. Energy. You Bring feel me? all of it. All of it. Yes, of course, everybody knows we're from Brooklyn, so we got a show in Brooklyn. But also, we got a show in Philly. Philly. The city of brotherly love. Are y'all showing us some love? Come check us out and show us some love at the Underground Arts in Philly on Thursday, November 21st. Tickets are still available, but they're going quick, son. That's right. Thursday, November 21st. Be sure to go on to deadasspodcast.com to get your tickets. And we got to give our thanks and gratitude to everyone who bought tickets to our show at the Bell House NYC in Brooklyn on Friday, November November 22nd. We all sold out. Y'all sold out. I mean, spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. Baby, baby. Get hey. your tickets now at deadasspodcast.com.